of you could be here tonight as we start our prayer service. I will begin the prayer service in a prayer for the church, your family. Always remember that. You see us, we see you more than we see our biological family. We want to be aware of one another's illnesses and sicknesses. And we have been under a huge strain in the last year and a half, maybe even a little bit longer. So let's go to our Father as I lead in this prayer. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, so thankful for this day and for the many blessings that you give us. Father, I Love this church. We have seen this church grow, not by our own hands, but through you. And it is your word that keeps us strong. As we have many in our number that have had death, sickness, being isolated in their homes, not being able to go and do the things that they would want to do. But yet, even in our homes and unto our viewers, I pray that they can see that comfort that comes from God's Word that Chris preaches to us and that all of us will be able to say, we're all in. Father, we have been all in ever since the day this church started. And we want to continue to praise you and work with in our members, helping, serving, working, doing the things that you have created us to do. Father, we ask that each of us will look around us and see who is needing help and who is ill. And give them that comfort. Give them that encouragement that only coming to church and being around one another. I don't know how I would make it through the week, the months, and the years if I didn't have the encouragement of my brothers and sisters here at Olam Lane. Father, I thank you so much for bringing all of us together as we serve you. And Father, we know that the evil one is out prowling around, but we pray that through our knowledge of you, through our scriptures, that we can always keep you at bay. Father, we ask that you now continue to be with this church as we are on a mission to be able to go out and teach others 
And we are so thankful that we have the technology that will allow people sitting in their homes to view us, even want to call and want to place membership and wants to talk to us. Father, we are so thankful for that ability. Father, we ask that you continue to be with us and that we continue to grow and we can continue that love that we have for you so one day we can walk with you in heaven. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good evening. As part of the state of the church, one of the things we would like to report to you as we do annually is uh, our budget for the current year. And so I'm going to spend a few minutes doing that. But I would like to point out a couple of items for you. If you've got a bulletin, there's a place in the bulletin where you can keep track of, just inside the front cover, how we are progressing each week with our contribution and, and our giving here, and attendance as well. So pay attention to that. There's a report in our bulletin each week. Also, in the library, which is located down the hall to the left at the end of the hall, just before you turn to go to the new fellowship area, is the library, and in there is a bulletin board, and on that bulletin board is posted a laminated copy of our budget. So it's open for anyone to go see anytime they want to see what we have budgeted in a certain area of work. So please make this available to yourself to see. Also another item that is hanging on that bulletin board is a monthly financial statement that gets updated and posted uh, every month. And so in there is all the activity for the month and the year so you can see where the money is actually being spent, spent and how it is marrying up to the budget. So we want to make you aware that these resources are available for you in a public sense. We want full disclosure and open communication so these pieces of information are available to you. As you can see, our 2022 budget presentation is what we're talking about. So what I'd like for us to do now is go to the next slide and give you kind of a summary report. We have the annual budget in 2021 was $1,508,000. In 2022, it's $1,632,800, an 8.28% 8 increase. In 2021, our weekly budget was $29,000 per week. Currently, it's $31,400. And this was based some on the actual contributions for 2021, which were $1,627,328, about a three, three, about 0.3% increase um, is what we're looking at for 2022 over the actual of 2021. And you can see the 2021 weekly budget, actual weekly budget was 31295 So there's just a slight increase in our budget from year to year from what we were actually experiencing. So our current weekly contribution amount is 314 with a 1632800 budget for the year. Our next slide will show you kind of a breakdown of where the money is allocated. The green bars in the front is 2022 and the yellow bars in the back is 2021. 
you can see they go from facilities and administration, those two categories, we're gonna to look together, evangelism, missions, media, and education, we're gonna to look together as a group as well. So how does all that add up and compare? Sorry for a little of the disjointed look. Some of the percentage changes look kind of odd. There is one significant change between the percentage in evangelism and facilities, um, and we'll explain that here in just a second. But I should have tilted the slide a little more flat so you could see that there's not much change in these areas. Let's go to the next slide. Facilities and administration for 2022 is 52% of the budget compared to 48% in 2021. Evangelism and teaching, which is what we're about here, everything else can be put in that effort of training, educating, teaching, spreading the gospel message. In the current year, is 48% versus 52. One of the significant items in facilities and administration, and some of us can even debate whether it needs to be there, is the cost of our debt on our new fellowship area that we have in our classrooms. That is an outreach tool for our community. We use that facility for multiple purposes, for not just our church, uh, church events, but also externally for uh, citywide events and school events and things like that. And we're looking forward to making a connection with the new school behind us and maybe creating some additional efforts of outreach uh, and use our facility for that. So evangelism and outreach, our facility, I think, can be part of that as well. But in tradition, we always lump it into the fiscal side of the cost of being together. But to let you know, um, the building debt represents 26% of the overall budget. So 52 minus 26 leaves 26. So really, it, our overhead of administration is only 26% outside of the debt on the building. And so we spend two-thirds of our money on evangelism and teaching, which is what we're about as a church. I'll let you know that in the budget, we have the debt service on the building, plus we have an additional allotment of money that is for additional 6.8 payments per, per year. So we anticipate making basically 18 monthly payments in a 12-month period. To give you a, an idea, in September the 16th of 2018, we took out a 20-year note to pay for that facility. Um, we only have 73 payments left on that facility, which is six years and one month. Uh, so far, after 40 months, or three years and four months, we have paid it down substantially. So we're on track to pay off the building in less than 10 years. And we want to thank you for your contribution to help uh, move that forward. But I wanted to point that out because that's a significant portion of the budget. You'll be able to see it on the sheets. You can see the debt service that's required plus the additional payments, but it represents about 26% of the current budget. So we look forward to the day that that's paid off in the next uh, four to six years, and that money can be rolled into other works of evangelism and spent. As far as the budget, that's the summary that I would like to give for you. Again, the fine details are in the monthly financial statements and in this laminated uh, budget for your review. Make yourself uh, available to take a look at that anytime you would like. And if you have any questions about the budget or where money's being spent, speak with any elder. And uh, I would like to actually thank a couple of people. Uh, one, well, several people. Danette Bell takes care of 
the bookkeeping for us. Tom Bailey works making sure the expenses and everything are paid and the budgets are prepared, and he starts that process in October with the deacons. We want to thank the deacons for their work in looking at their areas of service and deciding what needs to be spent in their areas of work. Tom summarizes that for us and puts it together in a way that we can analyze it and review it as an eldership and make sure we're doing things that are focused on the work of God. And uh, then we approve that budget for the current year. So we want to thank our deacons for their work in this area. We want to thank Tom for putting all this together and keeping us on track financially. And for Danette, who does the behind-the-scenes work to get it all accounted for and reconciled um, for us. So thank you for that. So any questions, again, about the budget, we ask that you just uh, see one of the elders, and we'll be happy to answer any of those questions. The next phase of the State of the Church Address, we're going to move on and talk about one of our areas of work. So I don't know if you have another slide. That, yeah, then we can go back. But I'm going to talk about... Uh, the state of the church from missions and evangelism. And our current deacon over the missions and evangelism area is Dave Stanley. So if you want a deacon contact, it's Dave. We also want to let you know that in the missions area, we do have a missions committee. This mission committee is comprised of five individuals, um, well, five spots. It's now four individuals. We, had, we lost uh, Fred Dominguez last year who is on this committee. But Mike Drockenberg is the chair. David A. Sprott is on the committee. Brent Kofer, Jim McNeese. And there is a spot available for anyone interested in working in that area. We'd ask that you see uh, Mike Drockenberg for that and, and participate in that way. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Generally, the missions accounts for about 10% of our overall budget. And literally, hundreds of thousands of people are touched with the elders, uh, with the efforts of the Oldham Lane Missions Ministry. We're going to see how, in many ways, that is so. We participate in Ripple of Light. Ripple of Light Ministries and Oldham Lane have been partners in the making of podcasts for our show Dear Church since January of 2019. Since then, Chris has recorded 126 episodes of the podcast. The podcast is released on four main platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. In addition to the podcast, Ripple of Light has produced the Life in the Light television program since February of 2020, which is currently airing on KTAB TV every Sunday. On Facebook and YouTube, the Dear Church has been viewed over 493,000 times in the last year. The highest viewed episode was on Facebook and received over 35,500 views. The Facebook page, Ripple of Light Ministries, which Chris Chris shows uh, is released on a weekly uh, basis and currently has over 23,000 followers. This channel has thousands of followers not only in the United States, but also in India, Ghana, Zambia, and Uganda. On the audio-only podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, 
The Dear Church podcast has been downloaded over 32,000 times in the last year. While this number is lower than the video platforms, its growth has occurred naturally without any marketing used to obtain listeners. So you can see part of our budget money is spent in a technological way to spread the gospel not only here locally but throughout the globe. And uh, Chris does an extreme good work with that effort and we thank you very much for that. We also have an area called World Bible School. A lot of you are familiar with World Bible School. World Bible School's mission is to share the good news of Jesus with the world using everyday Christians and an interactive Bible studies. World Bible School is in 200 countries and has over 8,000 study helpers who are working with over 1.1 million students. We have several here at Oldham Lane uh, of our members who regularly meet and who are study helpers with World Bible School. And this is done through online lessons and hard copy. If you want to get involved with grading lessons for World Bible School and you have time to sit at a computer, adopt a student and grade their lessons, I would invite you to see Edie Connell. She heads up that area of uh, WBS and she's a member here. So you can get with her and she can get you connected online. So when you have nothing to do, you can log on your laptop and grade Bible lessons for people who want to know about God. Also, our physical processing of World Bible School, the physical mailing out of the lessons, receiving lessons back, grading lessons, and returning new lessons is a group that works here, and I think they meet every Tuesday morning. Is that right, Betty? Monday, on Mondays. And uh, Betty Grant is a contact person for that. So if you would like to participate in the physical processing of World Bible School lessons, see her. So Edie Connell and Betty Grant uh, are two contact people for World Bible School. We also have our work down in Ecuador with Rusty Brown. We recently had Rusty and his wife Brittany and their children here and heard updates on the work taking place in Cuenca, Ecuador. The new congregation that was established has recently celebrated three years of being together. And as the world has had its challenges with COVID, it made a big impact on the living in Ecuador and with the work there. They recently got to meet at 100% capacity. During the COVID restrictions, they could only meet at 50%. Regretfully, they just got knocked back down to 50% again. So they're going through the COVID wave and they're struggling with their ability to meet and get together. Through the challenges, uh, through the challenges though, the gospel message is still heard. Attendance was about 110 at 100% and there were 13 baptisms this past year. The congregation is working with preaching, a preaching intern and has also sent out Carlos Guerrero to work with another congregation in Venezuela. So they are doing the work of the church in expanding the spreading of the gospel. Rusty and Brittany have also started uh, our free monthly community outreach programs to increase their evangelism efforts. We also have a work in Ghana. Most of you know Frank Essien. Um, he's been part of Oldham Lane for several years and our support for him runs through this year. Frank continues to work with the University of Cape Coast uh, Campus Church. Uh, UCC has resumed after an eight month long break because of the COVID lockdown in Ghana. And Frank, Frank reports that 167 freshman students and an average of Sunday attendance of 350. They have had three baptisms so far in 2022. So we have our work in Africa still, we have our work in Ecuador, we have our work 
throughout the world with WBS. We have our local work and mission outreach. One of our ministers on staff, David Lopez, has a university outreach, working with the university students and the three colleges, four colleges, three and a half colleges, <laughs> however you want to describe them here in town. And so we are working in our local communities as well. In summary, the Lord provides the growth. But our job is to plant the seed and spread the gospel message, which I believe we are doing from Oldham Lane. And this is being done not just here, but throughout the world. Again, Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority is in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This time we're going to move to a recap of last year and a focus on the coming year. Thank you, Clay. I want to stand here for a second and just look at everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, not on my notes, but I just thought each, seems like each week, maybe several times, uh, I'm asked, hey, how are things at at Oldham Lane? And I just have to brag on you quite often. And the one thing that I really enjoy getting to tell people is the crowds that we have on Sunday night and Wednesday night. Generally over 300 people to 350 people. I'm just so proud of that. We could be doing anything, but being together, being together is what we need to be doing. So, so very important. Yesterday, I went through every bulletin from 2021. We were a busy family. Perseverance through trials and grow from adversity. On 1-3, one, on one we were still live streaming every service. On one ten, we had in-person worship with Bible class being live streamed. On 2-3, we started back in person on Wednesday night devotionals over in our new family center. It's really great. It's a great place to be together. And on April the 4th, we resumed our normal schedule thanks to much planning and preparation from the team here at Oldham Lane. Perseverance through trials. And I would like to, I, I went through when I, when I read the bulletins, I, I tried to pick up everything that we had done, everything that we were doing. And I wrote those down and I want to read those to you just to refresh your, your memory of what we did uh, through God together. And I'm hoping if you're here visiting tonight or you're viewing online tonight uh, or you're new, if you hear of something that you're not familiar with, please ask because we always need people to help with these ministries. Uh, it's so very important. VBS, Preacher Training Camp, Shine Camp, Tyler Yeager Youth Intern, and a busy youth schedule, Grief Support Group, Prison Ministry, Dear Church, Ladies Fellowship Tuesday, Men's Coffee on Thursday, Prime Timers, Meal Trains for Many, Helping Our Heroes, 
Second Chance Doll Ministry. Senior Sunday, International Ministry, Yak Retreat and Get-Togethers. Fourth of July Cookout, a warm Fourth of July Cookout. And Devotional, Thanksgiving Baskets, Trunk or Treat, Christmas Dinner, Purse Donations, Donations for Christian Service Center, Ripple of Light Ministries, Newlywed and Early Marriage Socials, College Ministry Meals and Get-Togethers, LTC, Small Groups, Solo Servants, Momentum Men's Conference, Installation of Deacons, Staff Musical Chairs, Luke takes Blake's spot, Larry takes Jake's spot, and Blake takes Larry's spot. All doing a great job. And we also added Lisa Reed. Shining Stars, Men's Fellowship Night, Hugh Packer Christmas Gram, New Member Ice Cream Social, Luncheon for Widow and Widowers, Teacher Work Day, WBS, Life in the Light, Baptisms, and new members. And I'm sure there's probably a few that I left out. But we were busy. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for everyone's participation. And, and I want to take just one quick second. And all, everyone that was responsible for live streaming, I know Chris and the people in the booth and Steve Brown, everybody, just can't tell you how many people we've reached from live streaming. I went back on and watched one of Chris's one day and it showed all the people that were watching, people from Fort Worth, people from McKinney, people from East Texas, people from Michigan, people from Oregon. I just don't think we, we realize the impact by, by live streaming uh, our service, how many people we're reaching. We're, we're sowing the seed, we're sowing the seed. But thank you to everybody that had anything to do with the live streaming. It was so important. And it's still important today because we do have a number of people that, uh, because of health reasons, can't get out. And they're able to tune in. And if you've been sick or been at home, it is so nice to be able to tune in and to be a part of the worship, not in person, but to be a part of the worship service. We had no big building projects. We were just building relationships. 2022 vision, 2022. You know, a vision is simply a vision or an idea without someone to make it happen. And I want to remind you some vision words. Inspire each other and people we come in contact with every day. Expect, expect things to happen. Big things, work, and work hard. Create, opportunity, pursue, build, reach, in, out, and up. Focus, and desire. Last year we talked about, in this portion of the state of the church, we talked about sowing and reaping, making and growing. And I think those will always be at the forefront of our vision every year, no matter what. Making and growing, sowing and reaping.
As a church family, we press on to be God's church in the world in which we live in some of the most difficult times. We were willing to move forward. We had no big building projects, no big campaigns, and no big objectives. But looking back at 2021, it was quite simple. We had each other. We had each other. If you want to look in Acts 2, 42 through 47, and I'll give you a second to turn there. You know the scripture, but I want to, I want to reread it for us. Because it looks familiar. Acts 2, 42 through 47. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all the believers were together and had all things in common. And they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all to the extent that anyone had need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. You know, I can think of no better vision for 2022 than to continue to grow and strengthen our family relationships here at Oldham Lane. You know, our theme for 2022 is all in. Invested, involved, in tune. If we all share this theme, if we live this theme, if we believe this theme, we will be able to accomplish all that we set out to do. And I'm sure there's things that are on the horizon that we don't know yet, but if we work together, we'll be able to accomplish them. I told Chris I borrowed some of his, uh, his work, and he's given us some great tools this last few weeks uh, to think about as we start this new year. Being more like Jesus. Be system-oriented to help achieve our goals. Tremendous change, tremendous success requires tremendous action. Who you are is going to directly affect what you do. Systems are best for making progress. Be like Jesus. Be reliant on the Holy Spirit. Be dedicated to the message and the mission. Perseverance through trials. Being singularly focused. Maintain. Philippians 3.16 However, let's keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. And in Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove 
what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Who do we want to become? Who do we want to become? And always remember what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is going to do. Thank you so much for, for being the church that you are, for the hard work that you do, for your dedication and your love. And let's continue to grow and spend time with each other. You know, as we talk about being all in this year in our love and our service to God, I like to look at Psalms 119, verses 57 through 64. Psalm 119, verses 57 through 64. The Lord is my portion. I have promised to keep your words. I sought your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your word. I considered my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I hastened and did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have encircled me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight, I shall rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. I am a companion of those who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. The earth is full of your loving kindness, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. It's interesting sometimes when you're studying to look at another version and, and compare them. And I have, would like to also read from the uh, easy to read version. It says, Lord, I decided that my duty is to obey your commandments. I beg you with all my heart, be kind to me as you promised. I thought very carefully about my life, and I decided to follow your rules. Without wasting any time, I hurried back to obey your commands. The wicked tried to trap me, but I have not forgotten your teachings. In the middle of the night, I get up to thank you because your laws are so fair. I am a friend to everyone who worships you, and a friend to everyone who obeys your instructions. Your faithful love fills the earth. Teach me your laws. The first thing the writer says that he decided that the Lord is his portion and he promised to keep his commands. As we start this new year, our goal is for each of us to make this same commitment. There's no way that we can be all in if we don't start at this point. We have to form the purpose and have expressed it. It must be deliberate and settled design of our life. And that is that we would obey God at all times and that we, we, we would keep all his commandments. The writer prayed that God would lift him up in the light of his countenance that he would not avert his face from him in anger. He found he had sinned, that he needed mercy, and that he had no time to lose, therefore he sought that mercy 
with all his heart. And in verse 59, he says, I thought very carefully about my life and decided to follow your rules. He thought about his life, how he had lived, what he had done, and what the outcome would be. He paused and he reflected, and he changed the course of his life. He determined to make the word of God his rule and walk by that rule. And in verse 60, he said, without wasting any time, I hurried back to obey your commands. He did this with the utmost speed. He acted at once under his conviction of what was right. He did not continue to go on in a course of sin, but he forsook his sin and obeyed God. Consideration must end in sound conversion. To what purpose have we thought on our ways if we do not turn our feet with all speed to God's testimonies? In verse 61, it says, The wicked tried to trap me, but I have not forgotten your teachings. No care nor grief should drive God's word out of our minds. I have not been deterred from keeping it by the dangers to which I have been exposed. He remained steadfast. In verse 62, he says, At midnight I shall rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. My heart is so interested in your law. My soul is so full that I am kept wakeful by meditating upon it. And I arise from my bed to offer you praise. I do this on account of the interest which I have in those judgments or laws of righteousness. I love them as laws. I love them as righteous laws. In Mark 1, verse 35, it says, In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. If God's word is working on our heart, it doesn't matter what time of day or night. We want to rejoice and give him praise. In verse 63, it says, I am a friend to everyone who worships you. I'm a friend to everyone who obeys your instructions. The writer says he abandoned the workers of iniquity and associated with them that feared the Lord. He says, I find my associates and friends among those who worship God, not the profane and the wicked. It shows where his heart is, what the preferences are, what are the tastes? What is the real condition of the soul? We seek our friends in accordance with our taste and preferences. Our love to God is indicated by our love to his friends. In Psalms 1 and verse 1, it says, Great blessings belong to those who don't listen to evil advice, who don't live like sinners, and who don't join those who make fun of God. Instead, they love the Lord's teachings and think about them day and night, so they grow strong like a tree planted by a stream, a tree that produces fruit when it should and has leaves that never fall. Everything they do is successful, but the wicked are not like that. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. When the time for judgment comes, the wicked will be found guilty, 
Sinners have no place among those who do right. The Lord shows his people how to live, but the wicked have lost their way. And in verse 64, it says, Lord, your faithful love fills the earth. Teach me your laws. It's an expression of the heart full of love to God and to his word. And in such a state of mind as the psalmist was in, the goodness of God is seen everywhere. I desire to see more and more of your law, he says. So what can we do to achieve this type of devotion to God and his commandments? Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And in Mark 12 and verse 30, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And John 14, 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And John 15 and verse 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Romans 6, 2, May it never be, how shall we who died to sin still live in it. And John 3.36, He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. It's fairly easy. We must believe and trust in God. We must love God. And because of our love for him, we must obey God. We must be pure of heart and we must live a faithful life in obedience to our Heavenly Father. So let us examine ourselves, choose our path, and be focused on achieving our goal of heaven for eternity by being a faithful disciple of Christ. And that's how we can be all in this year. You know, if you have any struggles, we offer the opportunity to come and to Ask the family here to pray that we might have strength to overcome. You know, it's always a good time if we're struggling to look for encouragement. If we've been studying and we know what we need to do to become one of God's children, what better time is it than now? So if you have any need, we offer you the opportunity to come as we stand and sing.